It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Welcome to this Cricket Badger India versus England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India, with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan, and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England, with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour, good luck to both sides, may the best team win. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the India Against England daily podcast and we've just seen the conclusion of the T20i series with India taking the bragging rights. 3-2 victors with a high scoring and fairly commanding in the end victory against England. I'm joined on the podcast today by Nakul Pandey and Neil Varani to pick the bones out of that and the series really and see what we've learnt from those five games that we've just played. And Neil, first of all, congratulations. 3-2 victors. India deserved that. Yeah. Absolutely. That was a a wonderful performance. I think there were times when England played really well, especially the first half of their batting innings, but uh, India thoroughly deserved it today. And it's good, really, in the final two games of that series that it kind of put to bed that win, toss and bowl and win the game because that wasn't the case in the end, was it? It just proved that if you actually bat properly, if you're inserted, you can still win matches. Yeah, I've got very tired of that narrative through... Well, the entire tour of India um, has had a bit of that narrative going on and cricket generally has had so white ball cricket. It's all about chasing because you know what you're going after and you can calculate and there's the due. But if you bat very well with good positive intent in the first innings, then scoreboard pressure does count for a lot. And 
generally actually in World Cups, that pressure amps up on the team back second. So we see a lot more scores defended than we would in a normal bilateral. That's right, Knuckle, isn't it really? Yeah, I mean, you could see from the way that England's run rate, as soon as a couple of uh, sort of meagre overs and that required run rate just shot up, didn't it? And that, that was the pressure that India needed. They just turned the screw and England fell quite short in the end. Chasing 225 needs a lot to go right. Butler and Milan had England up close to the rate uh, towards the end of the 11th over there was a hit kind of uh, I was around the uh, the time that Milan was getting to his 50 um, you know, four six and a four off of Natharajan but then there was a spell of 24 legitimate deliveries I think it was 21 legitimate deliveries yeah. it's a three of a spell no boundaries hit barely a run hit at, at times and the pressure told and the pressure told and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar well, beautifully I thought Rahul Chahed was able to arrest the momentum that Butler had off him and then and Hardik Pandya followed it up and that basically killed the game uh, England's required run rate went from 11.67 and over at the end of the 11th to 14.83 at the end of the 14th and then Charles Altakur took two wickets in four balls so it, you know it ended in a bit of a sort of anticlimactic anticlimactic rather fashion India were able to restrict even Owen Morgan's England uh, and this this without just breathe the Boomerah and they were able to show that aggressive uh, run scoring intent and boundary hitting intent that they talked about from the get-go with, with the bat it couldn't really have gone much better for India today. Boovy was the uh, player of the match for that fifth game. He said, good to be back and contribute to the team, feeling good body-wise, bowling with a new ball and death bowlers. So good to take wickets. When you get a wicket with the new ball, it gives you confidence. And it's great to see him back, isn't it? Because he's a, he's a class act, Boovy, in T20 cricket. He is. Um, potentially a class act in all formats, although I think he's probably lower down in the test packing order than he was a few years ago just because of the depth. But he, he was magnificent today. 17 dot balls in four overs only one boundary uh, hit off him he was, he's was he been very good all series but today was superb uh, bowling at the top bowling in the middle the death wasn't really a, wasn't really a factor for a while it looked as though he might be the only uh, one of India's bowlers to be able to maintain any control but he was beautiful to watch today he controls the movement in and the movement out very very well he has these little subtle changes of pace and he is a delight to watch and when he's gets a little bit of swing he he can be devastating uh, in both white ball and red ball cricket and uh, certainly the uh, the sunrises in India will be hoping that he stays fit through the IPL on the IPL um, we've seen today that Joffre Arch is going to go home from England's camp he's not hanging around for the uh, the ODIs because England are worried about his elbow and there's talk on Crick Info's website that he may miss the first half of the IPL Neil and that is a massive blow for Rajasthan Royals if that comes true it's a massive blow for everyone. I think England will be very, very worried that this elbow injury, which first flared up in South Africa after he'd been bowled into the ground in New Zealand. They keep saying it's not the same injury, but it's, it just seems a little bit coincidental, doesn't it? I I do wonder when they say that um, there was a question about Coley's quad injury and then he went off again today because there is a thing where if you go on the field with an injury, then you can't go off with that same injury. Injury. So no one ever gets injured uh, the same way or aggravates an existing injury. Uh, there can be another question in that sometimes through one injury you overcompensate, which causes another injury in the same in a similar area. So it could it could be the case that it's a different part of the elbow. It's a, it's a oh, massive absolutely. it's a massive loss to the IPL though, Knuckle, isn't it? That if you know Joffre Archer has been one of the leading lights bowling wise in the IPL, and if he misses the first half of it at least, that's um, it doesn't I mean it doesn't devalue the competition. We're going to look forward to it regardless. But it's, he's a big loss for Rajasthan. It's tempting to say. That 
that's Rajasthan's playoff hopes over with with Jofra Archer missing the first part of the IPL. We don't know yet if they'll be calling up a replacement, but it, it is huge. Um, the, the bowling attack was already heavily reliant on him, and now um, it, it looks a little bit thin, um, to be honest. As does England to some extent. I mean, they have um, the Mark Wood trick didn't work today. Rashid, I think, has been superb throughout this well, series. I, I want to I want to get into that knuckle. I want to sort of like do a post mortem really on England because I think coming into this series, England were fairly comfortable with where they were with T Twenty cricket. We've seen the team not change particularly much throughout the uh, the five games. Whereas India have been a little bit more experimental and they have tried a few things out. And I know a few of the Indian badges on this podcast have said, well, that, that just kind of shows that. India don't really know where they are with their first 11. The fact they've tried four different opening partnerships would suggest they haven't quite got their best 11 worked out in their own heads just yet. And I think England thought they had. I think actually this five-match series against obviously quality opposition in India has actually thrown up more questions for Team England than it has actually answered because you go down the batting order, I don't think Jason Roy, even though he got a couple of scores at the start, I thought they were pretty ugly innings. He, He didn't quite seem in control at all in those innings and since then, he hasn't really scored a run. You, you know, Johnny Bairstow's hit and miss. Everybody's hit and miss in T20, so maybe you can excuse him that. But particularly the bowling lineup, you know, Sam Curran downwards, Chris Jordan bowling at the death hasn't really worked. Hasn't worked in the IPL. He's been expensive in that as well. And there's so many questions, Knuckle, coming out of this England team that I don't think, I think they're less sure on this T20 side now than they were at the start of this series. I think that's probably fair. Obviously, there is an IPL to come, which will answer more questions, if only because those England players who do play will play more than the five games that they've had. You know, it's a bigger sample size. And then there's a home summer as well. So there's, there's plenty of time. Um, but yeah, England were further ahead in their development than India were going into this series. Probably not the case quite now. I wouldn't be so hasty to cast aside Jason Roy. I think he batted with with good aggressive intent throughout the throughout the innings. He showed a, an ability to to play spin in the power play, which he has been struggling with. And look, he's coming off a really bad run over the last year and a bit. This was a definite improvement from from Jason Roy. Butler is Butler. There's no need for a question there. I'm moving him out of that opening position I think would be a mistake and I think would be trying to cover for, for elements uh, that aren't working so well elsewhere rather than um, maximising the strength which which I think is the way that England should be going Milan answered the or played an, um, a type of innings that Darwin Milan hasn't played much recently he looked uh, really good today didn't he I thought he looked, he played he hit the ball very nicely today yeah he timed him beautifully through the offside he scored quickly from the get-go which is the the one question mark you've had about Darwin Milan um, through the series Stokes was intermittently effective still think England don't quite know what they're doing with him I think Curran was actually probably underused through through the series the bowling through I think certainly you could say three of the games they bowled very well in the power play which they haven't done much of in the last year Jordan was expensive at the death but Archer was magnificent Wood uh, got hit around a bit today but I think was very good through the rest of the series other Rashid being able to bowl now at any stage of the innings uh, I think gives England a massive amount of flexibility um, for, for sure. I think that there are questions and there are other players who could who will be thinking, right, if I have a good IPL and then a good blast, it's not out of the question. It's not a completely closed shop. But I think there is a, there is a danger of overreacting. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. 
Thank you very much indeed to Black Rat Cricket for their support of these podcasts. And they've joined forces with the Badger. It's the Rat and the Badger giving you a fantastic opportunity to win a classic bat. That bat could be yours. It's between 2.09 to 2.11 pounds. Butterfly Willow, handmade, UK made, and it'll come to your door, knocked in and ready to go for the season ahead. If you want to win that cricket bat and score some runs with Black Rat Cricket this summer, we need you to do three things. You need to be following the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. You need to be following at Black Rat Cricket on Twitter too. And then you need to email the answer of this question to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Which player scored a double century in the first test match of the current India versus England series? Which player scored a double century for England in the current India versus England test match series? Send that answer and your name and address to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Don't forget, you need to be following at cricket underscore badger and at black rat cricket on Twitter. Good luck, everybody. That bat could be yours. The draw will be made after the final one day game in this current India versus England series. It's that badger style. Neil, Sam Curran, discuss. <laughs> I mean, Knuckles just said that England underutilised him. He only bowled one over here and there, didn't he? And you know, they, they took him down the order and he came in for a few balls at the end and hit a couple of sixes. But we see him used a lot by CSK. MSD has a lot of faith in him. I think he got as high as four in the order at one stage in the IPL last year, but that, that was partly because CSK were really struggling. Doesn't seem that Owen Morgan's got quite the faith in Sam Curran that MSD has. I don't think the roles for Sam Curran and Ben Stokes are really defined in this England T20 side. I think they're picked because of who they are and what they've offered in other formats. But what exactly they're going to do within this side, I don't think they're quite certain of. I think Curran actually at one point opened for CSK last season. He did, which yeah, actually- he did. He did, yeah. It does make some sense because he isn't a massive six-hitter, although he he can slap a few. He is someone who can clear the infield, so would be very good. He's he's a pretty clean hitter of the ball, isn't he? And if you give him that licence to just use the first six overs, he could actually be quite potent. Yeah, even though it didn't, I don't think it works at CSK. The only trouble with that, Neil, is that you could say the same about Ben Stokes. You could say the same about Sam Curran. You could say yeah, there's probably about five guys in that side that you could say would be better off in the top three and, and currently aren't. And that you can only fit two openers in, can't you? And it's whether England have got the right openers for me at the moment. We agreed the other day, Josh Butler, I think he's probably the best option for England in terms of the best opener. But does it actually suit the team for Josh Butler to go in in that opening pair? Would he be better off? Of com- you know, if, if you look at today's game, I would suggest that Josh Butler would have been better off coming in when Ben Stokes came in because he is the sort of person that could tear that attack apart on his day. And Ben Stokes, with a little bit more time at the top of the order, might be more productive than coming in and scratching around when the game's almost lost. I would agree with that. I think Josh Butler is the best opener, but I also think Josh Butler is the best finisher. The only difference is that England have best Hales, Stokes, Roy, who can also do that opening position, whereas they only have Morgan, who can do that finishing position. I don't think Sam Curran can really do it. And I think him and Stokes are misused by having them come in batting from over 14, 15 onwards. I think Sam Curran doesn't quite have the same range to go big, although he can go big quicker. 
I don't think Ben Stokes can go straight away. I think you get the best out of him by giving him more ball. The problem is that the ideal Ben Stokes position is probably what David Milan does. I'm not sure you can have them both in the team and playing um, to their um, utmost. I think they do the same thing. So it's an interesting conundrum for England to figure out. I don't think either of them offer enough with the ball to be trusted with a full four overs. Um, I think you can trust both of them with two as a sixth bowler. You probably wouldn't want them to, uh, to be bowling four in the same way that India, I don't think, would want Hardik to regularly be bowling at all four either. If the pitch assists, then he can do it. But otherwise, it's probably not a good long-term plan. Nakul, looking at the, the England bowling, um, in terms of who's come out of this with positives, negatives, and maybe stayed the same, I think Jofra Archer, Mark Wood and Adil Rashid, I think we'd all agree that they've either maintained our opinion of them or exceeded it. I think they've all three of those have had decent series. I think Ben Stokes is neither here nor there. Really. He's somewhere in the middle. I don't think we've learned too much about him and I don't think he's necessarily massively impressed either. So he's kind of middle ground. I think the, the three that have maybe come out of this series with their reputations downgraded somewhat are the two Currens and, and Chris Jordan. I don't know if you could say that for Sam Curran. I think he's bowled quite well in the few opportunities he's had. You, you would hope that somebody that has kind of, of of his stature or what we think his stature is would have been bowled more. So Owen Morgan's obviously got some doubts about him, otherwise he'd have used him more, wouldn't he? His stature in this T20 team is he's, he's someone who's finding his way and finding his role and is a, a utility player in this. He's not a leader of this England team and he hasn't been. But is that not a mistake from England then in the five-game series? When we've seen India kind of t- tinkering with stuff, surely it would have been worthwhile, I mean, Morgan throwing in the, in the ball for four overs and say, you know, let's see what you can actually do in this side. I think that he has been underused with the ball. I don't necessarily think that it's a, a major problem. I think there are going to be times where he can be more useful to you. I, with the, with him batting further up the order, it's a little bit like with David Willey, who we know can be so destructive in the top order, but where do you fit him in? You know, when you've got guys like, you've already had to boot Johnny Bairstow down to number four, which is a position he's doing very well in. You've got Alex Hales, who's not in the squad. Uh, you've got Liam Livingston, who can't get a game. Sam Billings can't get a game. Tom Banton. Uh, yeah, to, I mean, Tom Banton, obviously, I think who's still developing as a, as a cricketer, but I think that maybe the only guys outside of this squad who will be looking at this squad and thinking, well, I was going to say outside of this squad, Moe and Ali didn't get a game through the series. And we know, we've talked about this a lot, about what he can bring as an extra spin option and with his destructive capabilities with the bat. Um, but maybe Lewis Gregory as a, as a finisher hitter and uh, maybe Liam Dawson as a, as a sort of a spin bowling utility player. But I don't agree that with the moving of, of Butler, I think you, you maximize the strength when you are England, when you are a strong team rather than covering the weakness. And I think what you're doing with Butler moving out of that opening position, not allowing him to face as many balls as possible and do as much damage as possible is compromising a weakness. And I don't think England are, I don't think England need to do that. Um, I, to, to be honest, I think with the Josh Butler thing, you could. I don't think you'd lose anything by bringing him down to number five or six. I don't think you lose anything by having him as an opener. He's just he's a brilliant player in whatever position you stick him in, isn't he? And through IPL twenty twenty, the problem was that Rajasthan needed two of them. In England, have a better depth of player than that than, than they. They can, you, you, they say, can. You, you say that though, Knuckle, but you look at England's 11 that they've played through this series and particularly in the last two games when they've been chasing and they've been set something that was a little bit challenging. 
they seem to have a very good top six, but you get through that top six and you're down to the kind of bits and pieces all rounders who, when that required rate goes up a little bit against quality bowling, struggle, don't they? And it's almost like England needed at number seven. I mean, Moen Ali would be ideal, wouldn't he? Because you stick Moen Ali in that side at number seven, who can hit boundaries, who can go along at a decent lick and can also provide a few tidy overs. I thought it was bizarre that you send Moen Ali at home after the second test match because he needs a rest ahead of the white ball series and then he sits in the dugout throughout the tweet the team. 20s at least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the rest thing, we've covered this before. Again, you know, he got COVID in Sri Lanka, which threw all the plans off to some extent, but he, the, you know, he'd still been out in the bubble for a long time and actually even more bubbled than others because of having to isolate because of COVID and he's about to play an IPL. You know, there are plenty of legitimate reasons for for that. I, I was surprised that he didn't play, that England didn't think that he would be useful to them during this series uh, and they went with the two scene bowling all-rounders. Uh, but yeah, he or Gregory, uh, as, as um, I know Moen bats higher up the order for, for Worcestershire, but he's not getting into this England team as a, in the top three. I think the other option is moving Jopper Archer up the order, who is a very clean boundary hitter. Um, and we've seen him do that for England. Well, we've seen him do that in the one innings he's had for England, meaningful innings, and in the IPL last year for, for Rajasthan. So, that, I mean, that could be an option as well. I think it's a little bit weird, although very much not the major issue that Archer has not come in above Jordan in the last uh, in the last couple of games but in terms of the but then we're talking about we're talking essentially about that one role which is really a luxury problem you know you talk about having a very good top six and then it dropping off there are very few occasions where you're going to need a gun batsman at number seven that that doesn't happen very often well we've seen it in, uh, in the last two games though haven't we but these are exceptions I think these are exceptions the average um, number of balls that a number seven faces is I think it's six less than six. Th- these are if your top order fires, which England's top order will do and has done more often than not. That isn't necessarily the issue. I think I think that's being overly conservative, and I think it's in- it would be going away from what England know their strengths are. You're you're talking about tweaks. Uh, I think we're talking about tweaks to this England team rather than wholesale philosophical changes. You're listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I gonna do? There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get a black rat, Cricket Bat. He rat fans. The best kit available to maximise those scoring opportunities from blackratcricket.com. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. Overall, though, kind of the bottom line is England have lost this series. They've never beaten in India in a T20 international series. They obviously went there as the, the number one T20 ranked side, obviously playing India in their own backyard. But India depleted India you know, without some of their, their finest bowlers. Um, and also an India that were tinkering a little bit and giving you know new blood a bit of a chance as well. So England can't come away from that T20 international series with a, a spring in their step, really, can they? I mean, it's going to be good experience for them, but I don't think they've necessarily enhanced their reputation worldwide off the back of that five-match series, Knuckle. They won't come out of it being seen as invincible, fire-breathing monsters, but um, that's not but they have learned something. They have learned something about certain players and they have learned about certain situations, which is, as we've talked about a few times, something that Owen Morgan wanted from this series. You know, They've lost a five-match series 3-2. India batted remarkably well 
in this in this game throughout the T20 innings with maybe a couple of overs of slower and that doesn't happen very often I'm not saying India didn't deserve to win this series they did I think they played very well bowling was uh, was generally very good and they've committed to this more aggressive style of batting which actually again they've gone more like England um, in the sense that they back the ability they have rather than hedging against uh, against failure which is absolutely correct when you're in a situation like India are where you can afford to leave out KL Rahul and Ishan Kishan uh, from from your 11 and not miss them well, I was going to ask that to Neil actually you know you, you talk about we're talking about England and, and their situation after this five match series I think a lot of the badges have said that India haven't necessarily known their best 11 I don't think they still do know their best 11 and obviously Sky and Dishan and a few others have uh, enhanced their claim to a starting place but I think Virat Kohli is going to come out of this five match series having been challenged by a good England side and be quite happy that they've come out 3-2 victors and they've won the last two matches to to take that victory as well they've won the pressure games haven't they? Absolutely and I think even more than the series victory Virat and Ravi Shastri have really learnt about some of the more fringe players who have challenged and have now shown that they can hold a spot at the uh, at the top table. Um, Yadav and Kishan have enhanced their reputations. I think Raul Chahar has as well. I think Shadul Thakur has. I think he's now jumped ahead of Deepak Chahar. I think Bhuvi is now back. As far as I'm concerned, he's back in the first choice team, although I don't know if he's completely back to what he was before. I think his bowling was still maybe between 5 and 10k slower than what he can be at that. So to think that there's improvement um, on today's performance is a wonderful thing for me as an Indy fan. And you look through the five games, Neil, they got gradually better, I felt. Well, this is the way that Indy do things now. Get absolutely trounced in the first game and then <laughs> uh, slowly build through a series. Yeah, I think they definitely did. And I think that the balance of the team got better throughout. So I think in the fourth game... There was possibly a um, an overcorrection to a very attacking lineup where you had Pandya at seven and bowling a full four. I thought the balance today was just about right. You had two anchors in Coley and Ayer, who was in there as an insurance policy and not needed in the end. Rohit's changed the way he played and was aggressive from the start, whereas he would normally play in a more anchor way. So you had that early impetus and everyone just played around Coley who um, did the sort of role that he is an absolute genius at and is what England would want from Milan that was a perfect um, anchor performance today where he was probably batting around 110 halfway through or 12 overs and then once the platform was there then he expanded and I think he ended it somewhere around strike rate of 150 while everyone else was going at 150 all the way through. The bowling uh, was superb. I think you're now looking at Bhuvi, Bumrah, and then one of Shami and Natarajan um, as the three seamers, and Jadeja and one other, probably a leg spinner, either Shahal, who has dropped away a bit, and Shahar, um, possibly Kuldeep. And we've got good balance all the way through. 
which that, that um what you just said there about the spin department i think yeah there is there is good balance and there's depth as well as you know the young pretenders coming in and or say young skies 30 but the ipl i don't think should be a selectorial guide to india because i think they should know what at least their squad of 20 is ahead of the world cup and they'll, they'll fine-tune that but the spinning department is one where the ipl could be quite key neil isn't it because whoever has a really good ipl probably because there's not a huge amount between the spinners in my in my view no, I think historically, then I think Chahal is ahead of everyone else. Um, he had a tough time of it in this series, but I think that was partly due to use in the power play, which is something new. Um, and without that protection in the deep, then people are going to feel a lot more yeah. emboldened to go after him. Um, I think he'd still be number one for me. But there are other people buzzing around and you want at least one more attacking spinner there, be it Raul Chahal, be it... Kuldeep Yadav, be it Varun Chakravati, if he can get his... Well, I was going to say about Chakravati, is it too late for Chakravati? Is If Chakravati has a great IPL, can he change um, Virat's mind? Because Virat's not going to be very happy with him at the moment, is he? I think he's going to have to have a very good IPL and he's going to have to display the adherence to the fitness and fielding levels. I assume that KKR can share the biometric data of uh, how his training's going with the BCCI um, and try to prove it that way. But um, whether that can be, uh, they can turn Virat's mind ahead of uh, the World Cup is, um, I'm not so sure. So Virat- it's a real shame, isn't it? Because he's, he's, he's a very good player. And, and you're kind of looking from outside in thinking, come on, lad, just put your ideas up. You've got the chance here to actually really stake a claim for an Indian spot. You know, you, you, well, you've been picked more than once and yet you still haven't really seized it because you, you're letting yourself down. And they know that there are going to be 20, 30 players who are good enough who aren't going to make it into the Indian squad for this World Cup. They are not lacking for options. It's trying to narrow those down. So when you get a chance, you really have to seize it. It doesn't have to be the end. We know that some people have managed to turn things around. And actually, I think Virat quite appreciates um, that change in mindsets and work ethic. Uh, sometimes you can look better for being rubbish and then working really hard to get back up to a level. Yeah, because you sh- you've shown you've changed the attitude and dug your heels in and, and shown some resolve by doing that, haven't you? Rather than actually showing all of that from the start. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now, Danimus set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance. Compact design. Advanced engineering. Ceramic blade. Waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers. Revivers. Preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Nakul, I I predicted 3-2 in this series for India. uh, And I went back on Twitter after England won that first game quite handsomely and said, I'm still saying 3-2. And I got told I was was an idiot um, by a few England fans. You you really think that India can win three of the next four matches? And I said, yeah, yeah, they can. If you watch the IPLs, I know you do, and I know Neil does, and you know 
some of these guys like Suri Kumi Yadav and Ishan Kishan and you know some of the lesser known for the English fans you know that this Indian side's got quality throughout yeah 100% um, I know it, I went 3-2 England but I assumed it was going to be a close series between two very good teams and that's in the end what it proved to be although if only one of the games I think was truly close. Um, yeah, Shreyas Iyer also had a, a little bit like Darwin Milan. The question about Shreyas Iyer was never about his ability or his peak performance. It was about his ability to start quickly and his ability against um, high pace and short pitch bowling. Now, the latter was not, he was not dominating short pitch bowling, but he was able to find a method. And in, I think, pretty much every game he started quickly. So that that's a massive plus as well. You probably think that, or certainly if KL Rahul had performed, and um, I don't think his... Than that Shreyas Iyer would be the would be the spare batter, but he's um, made a very good case. One thing that did come out in just looking ahead of the IPL, Virat Kohli has said he'll be opening during the IPL, which probably means that Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli is now India's first choice opening pair in T20 cricket. Well, that was going to be my next question because they've tried four different partnerships and they've yeah, yeah they're obviously trying to work out how that top three four looks in their own heads going forward. And we, we talk about taking your top batsman like Joss Butler, taking him and giving him as most as many balls as possible. If you're India, you give as many balls as possible to Rohit and to Virat, don't you? I mean, Rohit's gonna was gonna open always. Um, yeah, the the KL Rahul um, non-performance in this series, the fact that he wasn't scoring runs, whatever that happens, but 15 runs off 31 balls, and I made it that he only attempted to hit maybe six of them for four. He looked really uh, tentative, that, didn't he? He looked really yeah. tentative and really nervy. That tentativity, that tentativeness and that hesitancy and lack of run scoring intent is a problem. And that, I think, is what is what has lost him his place uh, when India needed to make the, the shuffle. Um, he's got to put a dominant IPL together and probably a dominant IPL where he doesn't only score in the power play um, at pace like uh, like he did last time. He was in India's first choice 11 at the start of the series by Virat Kohli's admission. Now he isn't. So that's a, that's a, that's a question uh, there. But it looks as though Rohit and Virat uh, is going to be the, the partnership. And, I have and it's strange because I mean, Virat after, was it game number two or three? He came out and said, uh, KL's our champion. He's going to be opening with uh, with Rohit. And you know, he was very, was very strong on that. And obviously then two games later, he's not. Yeah, I mean, we have seen this before. We've also seen you know, Virat Kohli does like bigging his players up in public, which I think is a good thing, uh, as does Ravi Shastri. You know, we heard him bigging up Kuldeep Yadav, who didn't play much of a role in the Test series um, and hasn't been played in this uh, T20 series. Incidentally, he is in the ODI series, and I really hope he uh, gets all three games and does well. I love uh, watching Kuldeep Yadav, and I think he's uh, been, I think, unfairly uh, at times uh, cast aside too quickly, or at least not cast aside too quickly, because there's a lot of talented players. But um, I think he's the perception about him. I don't got, I think has been got a little overboard. But but yeah, I. I have never quite been convinced by Virat Kohli as an opener just for the balance of the team, but it seems to work now when you've got Surya and you've got Shreyas Iyer and you've got Ishan Kish and you've got Rishabh Pant and Hardik Pandya and you need to fit that sixth bowler in. Um, you're already one batter too many. You take let Kohli have a little bit more time so that he doesn't have to go quite as quickly from the beginning and can play this you know, anchor role scoring at nine and over, which is something that Virat Kohli is one of very few players who can do uh, consistently. I don't know how it's going to work for RCB, to be honest, because um, I've never really thought that that worked particularly well for for RCB and I think with the balance of their their team I don't know if it'll 
quite work again, but that's another question. In India are in the position they should be going into this World Cup. Yes, you might want to know your eleven more firmly, but they have a good depth in in most positions. And, and they're, they're in a better position than a lot of countries, aren't they? Because they've got serious talent and, and more than eleven of them. So they they will work away. I'm sure they'll find a way. Neil, are you happy with uh, Rowett and uh, Vera as the top two? Yes, with one caveat. If we're going to open with Rowitz and Vera, then Rowitz has to play with intent from the start in the way that he did today. I think that if you have both of them, then you do run the risk of potentially wasting the power play, which is going to be very important come the World Cup. So if Rowett's going to play with intent, Virat's going to be the anchor and you've got someone like um, Sky coming in at number three who continues that intent, then it's going to be a very dangerous lineup. I actually did like Virat opening for RCB previously when he was opening with Chris Gale and AB de Villiers because I thought it worked well that when Gale was a more mobile person, they had that anchor and then the two more attacking players. If we start with two anchors, then we go back to the same problem we had with Raul and Rowett, which was that no one was playing a shot in anger for four overs when you've got fielding restrictions and you can't really get away uh, against a team with firepower of England. And some of the other teams like the West Indies, um, then that would mean that we don't put a big enough score on the board. Very quickly then to finish off with, to wrap up this T20i series, we're going to talk about Virat Kohli and an incident that happened in tomorrow's podcast. Um, So we'll put that on the back burner for today. But from this T20i series, Neil marks out a 10 for both sides in terms of how confident they can be going forward to the World Cup. Eight for India. And I say that because there's six months to go and we know that someone will get injured in the IPL and throw all plans into the air. England, I think it's probably a six. Mark Wood, a massive plus. Ben Stokes and Sam Curran, minuses. Michael? Would agree with the eight for India. Uh, I think that uh, there are a lot more questions answered than there were going into the series, and they've got a lot more players in form at the same time. Although, obviously, as as Neil says, there's a whole IPL and then some to come. I think England, I would give them a seven. You know, England have more credit going into the bank for this for this series and were further ahead. Not quite dominant, a kind of a, a step sideways and some learning rather than a massive step forward or backwards. I think what it has shown is that there's not, a, I don't think there's a huge amount between these two sides. So it just uh, makes that World Cup T20 even more mouthwatering, doesn't it? I think India probably will start slight favourites over England ahead of that tournament, but either side can certainly lift that trophy. Neil and Knuckle, as always, thank you very much indeed for joining me today. Always enjoy having you two on the podcast. And uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening as well. Of course, we'll be back again tomorrow because I that's what the daily part of the title means. We're back every single day through England's tour of India. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.